0: in this cold chilly winter. Wouldn't it just be ideal if you can sit on your sofa or your bed with a thick or thin whatever works for you blanket and wrap it all around you and get all cozy and comfortable in that while sipping a cup of hot chocolate or hot coffee or tea or whatever works for you don't you think that's just ideal yes it is ideal I know you guys know this is ideal and trust me that's what I believe in as well but this damn cool is definitely not getting off me trust me I mean right now I am cozy but I'm not as cozy as I thought I would be anyway sorry for the Demotivation motivation and the depressive nature that I have right now because I am freezing to death. Anyway, that doesn't matter much. Um, but hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast episode. And this is your favorite writing advice podcast, All Right. And this is your favorite host, CS. And this is your favorite episode, All Right's second episode, And I have no idea what I'm saying, but I'm saying some cool things and I know that. Really sorry for the starting thesis about winter, if that makes sense. But, well, that's what's happening right now. I'm freezing cold and I don't know what to say. I don't even want to get out of bed, but I'm still podcasting because I love it and I love you guys. You guys have given such a good response on the first episode and I am overwhelmed with how much love you guys give, even to the trailer and also to the first episode, like literally. You guys are awesome and thank you so much for this. This is a wonderful thing for me because this keeps me motivated. So today we are going to talk about some misconceptions that writers have about writing and not only writers have these misconceptions but normal ordinary or common people also have these misconceptions about writing yeah i mean i think that all kinds of things in this world have some kind of misconception related to it starting from business to sleeping there are so many misconceptions in this world And it's a very good job or it's a very good thing to clear those things, right? And uh, I really want to be the one to clear up some misconceptions about writing for the writers. Because trust me, there are some of the writers who believe that writing is really easy. Well, I wouldn't really call them writers as of yet because they are mostly amateur people who don't know much about it. But it's totally fine because... That is where we started from as writers and there's there's this time in our life when we believe in everything we hear and someone has to correct us for that, right? So, I really want to correct the people who have some misconceptions about writing and also about writers. I mean, writers have misconceptions about a lot of stuff. So, I want to clear all of that out. So some of you might ask me, why is it so important to clear these? Let them be delusional and hit to rock bottom and get all the shock that they need and, you know, then learn the hard way. Definitely, some people do learn the hard way. But don't you think it's better if we also take the amateur writers and help them grow as well? I definitely feel that it's important to take everyone and then move forward and if we get some amateur writers on our way why not just tell them and you know help them learn i think it's really important to help people learn and i think that it's not just as if we are the only ones who know right so here are the top five myths about writers and writing that amateur writers or common people have about writing number one you need a degree to write. Now, this is a misconception that a lot of people have. A lot. I mean, there are tons of people, not even writers, you know. Normal people also have so much, you know, so much to say about this, that if you don't have a degree, you can't write. Or there are some people who say that if you don't have a degree, you can't write good enough to get published or to you know, do a certain kind of job like content writing, which is a part of freelancing. And I would really like to clear this one up because this is a very common one that a lot of people have. And I think that even the people who already have this misconception knows that it's sort of not true, but they just don't want to believe it. You better believe this, you know, you better believe this, dude. If you're, say, 14, 15, 16, like teenagers or if you don't have a degree in writing you feel like it's a waste to even write because no one's gonna read your book that's not true I mean come on do you really think that everyone whose book you have read already has a degree or I mean at least had a degree when they wrote that book no some debutant novelists don't have a degree and they still write because it's nowhere written in any book or even the constitution that you cannot write without a degree. Like, no, that's that's nowhere written. That's just a mad thing that a lot of people think is true. No, that's not true. You can write without a degree, without any problems. You can even publish your work outside without having a degree. Okay, you don't need one. To start writing or to publish your thing outside you don't need it it's just a lot of people have a lot of interest in writing okay and that's why they really want to pursue it a little more seriously I'm not saying that the people who don't have a degree in writing are not pursuing it seriously even they are pursuing it seriously but you know with a degree you can learn a lot more about writing Because there will be classes about writing and you can learn so much about it from those classes. Like it's really amazing. And even if you don't have a degree, you can always come back to writing. You don't need a degree to write. And not even to publish. You don't need a degree for that. Of course, there are jobs and different things that require a certain degree that you should have. But it's definitely not required thing there are there are professionals who don't have a degree and they still write be it books or you know anything even in the business like there are writing related stuff like content writers they don't need to have a degree but they can definitely have a degree so that they can get you know even the jobs that require a degree well I definitely went to the business side but also for book writing or publishing, you don't need a degree. You just need to sit on a bench and start writing. That's all you need. And then you have to work on your book so that you can make it even more better and look more attractive to people. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. Nothing more, nothing less. Trust me. And For the people who think that, no, if I don't have a degree, then I'm not a good writer. For them as well, it's not true. Writing is a very creative work, right? And I don't think that creativity is bound to something. Even a small child can publish their own work now. That's how it is. With parental support, of course. If their parents do not agree, then they can't. But, you know, mostly they can do it as well because it definitely goes to the business side of things, if you know what I'm saying. And because writing is a creative work, it does not require a specific degree to, you know, start writing a book or a series or anything, okay? So this is something that I really wanted to talk about because a lot of people, a lot of people think that this is true. But this is not true. So now you know. Why this is not true? Because there's nowhere written that it has to be true or it has to be with a degree. So, now you know that, right? I hope you won't make this mistake. So, the second misconception is you don't have to rewrite your first draft. Again, a very amateurish mistake that a lot of people commit. Yeah, a lot of people and... This is another reason why your novel doesn't, you know, work for the querying and whenever you query your novel to different agents, they never take it because you have not re-edited your novel. You just publish it or you just send it to editors and, you know, agents just Uh, to get it published and you never think that damn this is the first draft i have to work even harder on it this is such a big thing because if you do this you're so dead don't do this and i would also like to say one more thing about this this is another reason why a lot of people uh, you know a lot of self-published authors get bashed and criticized by a lot of people saying that your work is not having great quality and i hate it i really hate when people bash authors like this because i think that because of a few people the whole self-published authors group is getting bashed and criticized by different readers or by editors or traditionally published authors yeah this happens i'm just gonna be honest and I think that nowadays people are getting smarter and they should avoid this. Really, just avoid this damn thing. This is really wrong. But anyway, just so you know, if you want to publish or create a product that's very, you know, that's really quality-wise, that's really good and also it's something that people can enjoy, then you have to... Keep on working on it till you improve it even more. It's the same with books, okay? If you don't re-edit your book and just publish the first draft, it's just gonna suck and you're gonna make your debut worst. Like the worst. So, I would definitely recommend that you always edit your novel yourself, okay? First, you should edit your novel yourself. At least once or twice so that you don't make it too bad or make it too stiff because sometimes when like when your work is very long it would really make you think that oh damn I have to edit this whole thing this is gonna take so much time uh, I don't know if I should really publish it anyway so yeah don't think about it like that that's a very really bad way of putting it and When you have put in so much effort into the first draft, why don't you just go ahead and re-edit the whole thing and then send it to some editor if you hire one. I, I mean, you should hire one. But send it to an editor and then get it corrected. And then why don't you try publishing it? It would make more sense. It would do your book some justice, right? I mean, I hope you take it into consideration. And please... Don't try to just send the self-edited version of your book and publish it. Don't try that. That's also wrong. I think that you should definitely let someone look at your book first and then publish it. Like some beta reader or some editor, in fact. I think it's really important to have an editor because they can definitely change or they can definitely correct the details that you have missed while you were self-editing. Not everyone has a keen eye, right? So it's better if someone takes care of your novel as well and check it out for you, even for some time, at least. Try it. It would be really helpful, trust me. So try not to fall in the traps of this misconception as well. Try to always edit your novel beforehand and try to edit it as much as you can And then give it to the editor so that they can you know give you even more feedback and criticism on your work and you can really improve it to the highest point that you can it will also make the editors job easy as well as you'll get some insights that you never thought you would so now coming to the third misconception which I think is the biggest misconception a person can have about writing yeah it's that big of a misconception and the misconception is writing books will make great money okay so this is sort of a very subjective topic as well but i think that it's mostly a misconception because there are writers who you know try to query their work to agents But they never get it queried and they never get it published. Traditionally, at least. I don't know about self-publishing. A lot of people pursue self-publishing. But for traditional publishing, it's like a huge gate. You really have to push the gate and open it to get your work out there. You know, on the other side of the gate, there are hundreds and millions of people ready to critique your work, ready to read it and really eagerly waiting as well. And traditional publishing is something that takes a lot longer than self-publishing does. For example, if you have written a book, it will at least take you around a year to get a good agent who can represent your book to publishing houses like the Big Five. Well, it's a big deal to get published by the Big Five. But there are people who get published by the Big Five as well. So, yeah, they are a big publishing house. And... To get published by them is an honor, of course, it's an honor, but it takes a lot of time. At least if you have written a book, it's at least going to take around three to four years to get it published and in the front of the public eye. It really takes a lot of time. And after that, you also have to work on the marketing. Like you have to give some interviews and you have to talk about it. You have to spread the word about it which is good and fine of course it is but traditional publishing is a long process really long process and that's why I'm also more of a supporter on the self-publishing side but I am also more on the hybrid publishing matter basically I want my books to be under traditional publishing as well as self-publishing because I want to experience both of the sides Definitely, I have more experience on the self-publishing side, as a lot of people can say. But it doesn't matter. It depends on what you really want to do in the end, right? And even for self-publishing, I would say that you might be able to publish it and, you know, get a lot of critiques and reviews on your book, which is like really easy. But will you be able to get back the money you invested on the book? This is the main question. I mean, a lot of people invest tons on their book, but in the end, they don't make it back. It's really something that's very common in the self-publishing area. A lot of people are so unknown to the public. Just think about it, okay? If you're looking for some book on Amazon and you're scrolling through and through, finding so many great books that you add to your cart, but then you find a book that is written by some author you have no idea about and the cover looks okay, I mean, it looks okay. And when you read the synopsis, it looks even worse. So will you buy that book? Of course not, because you want it to be worth your money as well. I'm not trying to say that all self-published books are bad and they don't make money. There are some self-published authors who have made six figures in less than a week. Yeah, they are that good. But not with everyone's case. Yeah, there are people who write great books, invest so much on their book that it looks so fascinating and amazing. But how many people buy their books? They are not in front of the public eye. They can't market much. You know, that's a problem with self-publishing authors, that they cannot market their books properly. And it's a very big and serious issue that everyone should deal with. Because marketing is basically the 60% out of the 100% that goes into the self-publishing. Trust me, you should invest a lot on marketing. Not every author who's self-publishing their book is rich. No one's rich. Trust me they have to invest so much on their book that they don't have much to invest in the marketing side. And so their books don't sell much and basically they never make the money they have spent back. I have even heard about people who at least get like 30 books sold. That too I'm talking about in the promotion way like Barnes & Noble's, Amazon. They have a promotional way so that You know, the self-publishing authors can get some great uh, promotional tools from their side, and they can do great. Like there's this zero rupees. Basically, you sell your book for free for the, I think for the three months. I'm not really sure, but uh, I think for three months, your book will be sold free so that it can spread a lot of word about your book around. That's why this happened. And after three months, I think you can change it to... 0.99 dollars basically 99 cents that's another way of promoting your book outside because when people see that your book is for less money they will probably try to buy it you might be wondering okay these are good methods and you know i can use it for my book but do you think that you'll ever make your money back by these methods i definitely don't think so i mean if you have invested a certain amount in your book if you want to make it back You have to think about it like a business person would and not as an author. So that's really important and that's why a lot of people don't make their money back. And people think that publishing books, great, I can make so much money out of it. Which is not true, as you can understand. This whole process is so complex because marketing can change your game, like totally change your game. If you market your book properly to the right audience, you can earn six figures yourself even if you're not a known author. As long as your book looks great, no one's gonna care about the author much, trust me. But again, if you're a very famous author like, say, Ruskin Bond, Roald Dahl, they definitely make a lot because... Of course, they traditionally publish their book, but still they have so much royalties in their hands. People just want to know their name and that's it. They can buy the book. They don't have to wait because they know that this author will provide us with some great content and with some great stories. And we can trust him or her anyway. So with self-publishing, that's not what happens unless you have an audience that you have already built which is really important. So, if you don't have an audience, then I think for self-publishing authors, you should really try building an audience before you publish. Yeah, that's really important. So, coming to the fourth myth about writing and writers is a very quirky one, if I can say. Yeah, it's kind of quirky. Now that we were on the topic of marketing this one is gonna fit the category so much now the fourth myth about writing and writers that amateur writers have is everyone is your market that's right you heard it correctly so for example I love writing romance and you like anyone who's listening to this podcast, you are a thriller reader, okay? You love thrilling stories, not romance and, like, not the romantic side of stories. You love thrilling stories with a lot of plot twist and great stories and very um, dark stories as well. What if I tell you to buy my book? Will you buy it? Probably as a friend. But will you buy it if, like, I am the totally unknown person to you like i'm totally unknown to you will you still buy my book no never i will never and even you will never right if that book doesn't interest you you know if the genre if the theme if you know the whole book doesn't interest you will you still buy the book you won't buy it which is the same thing that people do some people market their books to everyone to every kind of audience like For example, if I'm writing a romance novel and I tell you guys to buy my romance novel, okay, fine, you might just buy it, okay? But you might not enjoy it, you know? Because you know your genre and you know that I don't read these kind of genres or maybe you are into every genre. But not every person is accustomed to reading every kind of book. This is something that all the Amateur writer should understand that not everyone is going to like your book. So if you market it to the wrong audience, you're just going to get bashed like really badly. You'll get bashed by the people who read your book and in a very strange way. Like I know one of my friends who published his book and um, he basically talked about his book like in a very cool way like to everyone he has done great interviews and everything but when he published his book his only mistake was that he published it in the wrong genre it was a hindu philosophical book and he published it in a different genre and when the people who like that kind of genre read the book they basically hated it they hated the book and they bashed it really badly so i think that the best thing that you can do is not get confused and just do your research beforehand so that you don't make these kind of mistakes when you're publishing your book because this is again this is something that happens a lot and a lot of people think that it's okay to do but this is not okay to do even the people Who like your book might just think that okay this book is not good because a lot of people see the ratings and the reviews of your book or any book that they buy even i am one of those people who like to know if the book is good or not before i invest my money into a book right i mean you understand that part right everyone understands that part so if you market your book to everyone you're definitely gonna get bashed by someone or the other saying that this is the wrong genre and why did you even market it in that kind of genre and it's gonna be really bad because trust me that friend of mine he got a lot of attention from a lot of people and he did a really good job okay he like he did a really good job before like in the pre-marketing segments he did such a good job he also gave some speeches out even though he was self-publishing just so you know and it's a big deal yeah, it is a big deal to, you know, give out speeches in public conferences and stuff. And he did a great job marketing his book. But when it released, people came to know that, oh, okay, this is the wrong genre. I don't know why. Some people can be like, okay, it's okay, I'll give it a try. But some people are like, how dare he do it like this? And why didn't he put it in the right genre when he's basically publishing it in front of so many people why didn't he do it why did he market it wrong and uh, he realized this mistake later that okay i made a huge mistake that's what he's told me and i understood that okay these kind of problems happen so from that even i got a lesson that okay i will never do this when i publish my book so now you know that it's so important to not market your book for everyone okay your book is not made for everyone of course it's made for you it's made for some people but it's not made for everyone so better keep this in mind when you're marketing your book now let's come to the fifth myth and that is you need an original idea to write a book it might seem like i've made a mistake right i mean it might seem like I am making a mistake in writing the myths and the truth. This is not a mistake, guys. This is not a mistake. Let me just tell you that all the original ideas that you might feel like, yeah, this book is original. This is definitely so cool and original are basically ideas that are taken or inspired from other books. We can't really say that it's taken, but it's more like inspired from other books And that's how they write it. The books that have done so well in their genres and have made so much money are also books that have also gotten some inspiration from other books. Trust me, even from the book that was a flop, some people can get inspiration from the books that were flop. But they made it in a way that it will look like it's their own story and it's their original idea. No idea in this world is original. Original ideas are always gone because there are so many ideas that people get. Your book can clash with someone else's book because of the same kind of story, even though you know that it's not plagiarism. And there's nothing you can do about it, literally nothing. And what you can do about writing and ideating your novel or book is basically Getting inspired from other kind of work that you preferred a lot. That's what I do. Because I know that there's no original idea left in this world. All the ideas have already been taken by different people. But they are basically reused in different ways. It's basically like plastic. Okay. For example, there was a plastic bottle. What they have done is that after the plastic bottle is totally used, they cut the upper part and used it as a pen stand. Yeah basically craft and nothing more so there's no idea that's original but there's no idea that's unoriginal either it's all inspired and you know there's no problem if you have some inspirational ideas don't worry about it okay your book is inspired from some different ideas from different people and from their books that's it Mm -hmm. it's not copied if you think it's copied you're totally wrong so there's no original idea in this world it's all about getting inspired and writing what you really want to write the only thing that i would like to tell them like anyone who has these kind of myths is that please don't get blinded by what people say or please don't get blinded by your own judgment i think that you should try to appreciate everything in life and you know what i'm not even going to blame you guys because There are people who believe these kind of things. And please don't bash others, okay? The people who have these kind of misconceptions, it's cleared now. I'm pretty sure it is. But for the people who are just basically bashing people and personally attacking all these writers, please don't do it. It's just stupid for you to do it because that's not how it is. All the writers are giving up so much just to make you guys smile and happy with their work they are not watching tv they are not listening to their favorite shows they are writing so that they can help others and that's the sentiment that everyone should have not like these kind of sentiments and bashing others so please keep that in mind and please be sensitive to writers as well So. These are all the myths that I wanted to clarify and I really wanted to help people understand the process even better. I know that there are so many things that everyone's doubtful about in writing and how everything works and also in publishing in general. But what I would like to say is that be patient. I'm going to help everyone. I'm going to come to all the topics. Trust me, I am. So. Till then, just keep writing and do the best that you can because you are the one who will make everyone happy and have them love your work as it is. And at last, I would just like to say that thank you so much, guys, for giving so much love to this podcast. In the first episode, I was damn scared of starting. I was like freezing up and didn't know what to say. But in this episode, it went a little more smoother. Thank you so much for asking me anyway. That really is sweet. So thank you so much for sharing so much love on the first episode as well as on the trailer. I hope you guys keep supporting me like you are doing. And don't forget to share this episode with others. And also don't forget to check out my email list where I basically give out a lot more fun stuff and writing related stuff right in your inbox so that you don't have to worry about any of that so that's all for today's episode and be sure to let me know how you like this episode by voicemailing me on the email address given in the description and also get a chance to get featured on my podcast so thank you so much everyone for so much love and support I hope you guys do a great job and let's not forget the three magical words before we end this podcast. Write, edit and repeat. See you guys, take care.